What is up, everybody? We are back with 4D, of course, the Dallas Cowboys. We talk about the Doomsday defense, which we're hoping carries the team a lot this year. Um, and, of course, we talk about the draft. And we have myself, Dan Rupert, and, of course, my beautiful, curvy, <laughs> amazing <laughs> uh, co-host, Joseph. How you doing, sir? Curvy, curvy. <laughs> <laughs> It's plump. The word is plump. Ple pleasantly plump. <laughs> luscious. There we um, go. Luscious. So just before we hopped on air, uh, there was a little bit of news breaking. So I do want to kind of just touch real quick. Mm -hmm. um, right before we hopped on, uh, Tyron Smith was headed to the uh, locker room with an who knows what injury, something to keep an eye out for. But it's going to lead into some other conversation we're about to have. And so I kind of wanted to state it because we're going to talk roster today. Um, and, and I'm going to flip it a little bit. We had talked before this, and I was going to say, let's talk about game three. But real quick, let's talk about some roster stuff that has come out because of this news. Um, so if, if Tyron Smith is unable to go, let's say it's an injury, his back's out, whatever that looks like. Um, they named, or looks like they're naming, Josh Ball as the swing tackle. However, now with this being out, do they, you know, move Tyler Smith? Because the other thing we're, that Mike McCarthy said is that if week season week one was this week, it would be Connor McGovern at left tackle. Um, and left oh, guard. by the way, left guard. Sorry, and uh, oh, by the way. Biotish is going to be the center, it looks like. But oddly, before just before camp started today, Massey's man, John Ridgway, was getting some snaps. Oh, yeah. John um, Ridgway. John Ridgway, of all people. So, is it time? Are, we've been panicking a little bit about the offensive line this preseason before training camp, right? Like this was a panic people had at the end of last season. We, we had it last season a little bit too, right? You know, you know, for, for all the great Micah has done, there was still a lot of discussion about whether we should have taken an offensive tackle because only because of Tyron Smith's health, right? That was, that was a big question. And that's why a lot of people were like, we need to take a tackle. I was one of those people because Tyron Smith's health is unreliable. He just, cannot make it through a full season, has not for a while now. Are you panicking? What do you think all of this means? Or do you think they're just blowing smoke about the Connor McGovern stuff? What do they do with Smith now with maybe Tyron out? Like, what are you seeing? How do you see it personally? Honestly, I'm seeing it as a giant cluster. Like, I'm just, I, it's just so frustrating because from what I'm reading on the reports right now is that Tyler Smith, I mean, Tyler, um, Tyron Smith was down mm -hmm. on the field. So he wasn't just like, hey, I'm hurting. Let me walk off. Like he was actually down on the ground on the yep. field and then gingerly walked to the locker room. And the word they used was gingerly. Um, so that's a concern. We know he's had an ankle problem. Uh, he, he had an ankle problem, I believe, in the uh, the Denver practice, so he might have re-aggravated something. Hopefully, he can rest. Maybe it's – I was complaining about it just yesterday, Dan, to you, but maybe it's a blessing in disguise that 
there was a two-week gap <laughs> between this last preseason game and the start of the regular season. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise, and he can get back. But well, look, you, you know they they said the stars weren't going to play this game, and part of that was because they were focusing on health, right? Yeah. And so here we are; they're not going to play. So the two-week thing, right? There was what we were complaining about. And I want to kind of like square this up a little bit. Why we were up complaining about is because the starters weren't playing. Look, the, the health is absolutely the key thing on here, but we haven't seen the starters play against anybody like going full bore, right? Yeah. And, and so there, there's a little bit of question, especially with a whole restructured offensive line, potentially um, you have, you know, one really returning wide receiver, me Brown, I guess, but you have one really returning wide receiver. There was a lot of questions on offense. And so we haven't seen them actually play together outside of some practices. So there was some yeah, conversation just, of like, of why they would wait. So the only other competition we have for ball at left tackle, swing tackle is Walesco, who has been injured pretty much all of camp with the shoulder injury. He just returned to practice yesterday. So Hopefully, he can start getting to work. Hopefully, we can see him in the preseason game on Friday. That's the plan, is my understanding, is that he's going to get some action on, uh, on the preseason game. But he's not going to unseat Ball right now because we haven't seen anything. So, Ball is right now. That's your guy. And I think it's panic mode of we need to go get a veteran. I think if Tyron's out for any part of time and he's going to be we know he's going to miss games but you're going to have to the front office has to realize hey we need to get somebody look i don't like the plan of i know some people do i don't like the plan of tyler smith moving to left tackle and the reason i don't like that plan is because he wasn't great at left tackle in college at tulsa where he didn't see the best competition this is a massive jump of competition um in the nfl and he had issues, and from reports, Nate Newton from the Mothership has said multiple times that Tyler Smith is struggling with the mental aspects of the left guard, and he doesn't want him playing left tackle right now mm -hmm. because he wants him to focus on trying to learn the left guard position. If that's true, that's a big red flag to me. You know, so we talked about it. I don't want it to move right now. And, and there is that small little rumor we've heard that you know philbin wasn't really in on the tyler smith mm -hmm. pick we don't know that for sure like it's all that's just true. some that's speculation and, and rumor but you know if that's the case there's something you know, going on because there's something going philbin on likes him. mcgovern at right. left guard or right guard and left guard philbin likes him and like you said mike mccarthy came out today and said hey my left guard one is connor mcgovern if the season started right now now that's not saying in on September 9th, um, September 11th, that he's going to be the left guard for sure. He didn't confirm that. He didn't go into to detail on that. But he did say today he's a uh, left guard one, is Connor McGovern. Yeah. And, and he said Smith needs more reps because he's a rookie. Yes. Right. So, so as we're looking at this offensive line, you know, there are now some serious concerns, right? You, the one constant we know, the the absolute first constant we know is Zach Martin's going to be your right guard. Yes. Right? We're pretty sure that Steele is going to be your right tackle. I yes. think that's pretty much set in stone. We know that. Biotish is probably going to be the center. I would say it's probably let, about let, a 95, let, 90, 95% chance. I would say week to one. To start. Week yeah. one. 
it is a hundred percent chance mm -hmm. that Tyler Bionis is your starting center. Now I was told that I was told that they like Bionis center right, right now. However, it, I was told with a caveat that don't be surprised if that changes if it's not really working out. So it sounds like to me, in my opinion, and what I've been told, and if you want to believe me and trust me, is that Bionish is there, but he's got a very, very short mm -hmm. leash. Yeah, that's why I'm giving a 90-95% because if somebody flashes in the next couple of weeks, yeah, does okay. something special, right? Like it would take a lot to unseat him, but there is that small caveat that the leash is short. I'm telling you, um, you pull that leash and put Thorny <laughs> That's my opinion. Uh, but yeah, but, that, me, but I they, love, love me they, they don't seem to. They don't seem to think the same way you do on that. Um, which now there's, you know, the left guard position is a question. Like, yes. it, is it McGovern? Is it Smith? Now with Tyron down, does that force their hand a little bit? Um, you know, there's a joke we have in our group chat, uh, our our creator chat that we talk on, and uh, one of our guys said he'd eat a shoe if Connor McGovern is starting left guard. So, I, I in, so, in, in some evil way in my mind, I kind of want it to happen. If it does, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely play. tweet it out. Yeah, just <laughs> one, just play, that first, start. just that first play. Just give me Connor McGovern so I can see a shoe <laughs> being eaten. Um, on 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 YouTube, by the way, he did say he would do it live. So we'll we'll, we'll see. If it happens, we will put it out there. Don't worry. I'm not going to sell him out today. But if it happens, we're I'm selling him out. If it happens, I'm selling him out in about two seconds. Yes. So so we're looking at this right, and then there there is some other questions like on at wide receiver. You know, most of us believe that it's going to be Brown mm -hmm. and Lamb with a mix of Tolbert and probably. Houston Turpin, right? Yeah. right. We kind of think that's kind of the mix that's going to happen um, right off the bat. Yeah. But, but, you know, today, you know, Tolbert made some really good plays. Tolbert's been making plays. He made plays in the, the preseason game as a returner. He made mm -hmm. plays yesterday at practice. And then today at practice, I'm hearing he's making plays again. And these aren't just like, He's making plays with Cooper Rush, but he's also getting reps with the first team because he was making plays mm -hmm. yesterday with Dak at quarterback. Right. So, you know, are they going to move Lamb inside more and use Lamb, uh, use Tolbert and Brown on the outside? I mean, these are if if I if it were me, I'm just going to say mm -hmm. if it were me, I would use Tolbert and Brown on the outside and use Lamb's ability to move. Yes, absolutely. Move him around, use him in the slot, use him and yes. try to get him in motion and try to give him some space, right? Um, that's if it were me. Yes, I, that's, I'm, I'm 100% uh, with you. Uh, keep, keep Lamb off the line, keep him off of press coverage and allow him to move in motion and in the slot. And I think he will prosper there. And, you know, I know there's some concerns about Tolbert right now. But from the reports, and look at their reports, I get it, get it, I get it. It's practice as well. Uh, Tolbert has looked really good since getting back to Dallas, and they're really liking what he's doing in practice these last few days. Yeah, yeah, and and look, you know, it because you don't have Gallup, and that's a whole different ball of wax. I don't even want to get into right now with <laughs> that whole not being on the pup and returning and not returning, and I don't even want to get into it. But if regardless. 
the I think most people knew the plan for most teams are, is going to be to bracket Lamb, yeah. right? Like I think that's I think that's a pretty le- logical next step. So if that's the case, moving him around, keeping him in the slot is going to prevent teams from being able to do that. They're going to have to focus a different way because you can't bracket your slot guy very well without opening up a whole bunch of stuff for the guys on the outside, right? And yep. and whether you like Brown or not, I've always been a Brown guy. I've never yeah. been ashamed of it. The guy has has Dax trust and has made plays when he's been asked to. Yes. So, you know... I, I think he's going to surprise quite a few people to start the year. Mm-hmm. I really yeah, I'm, I'm not saying the guy's going to go out and catch, you know, six balls for 150 and three touchdowns. Like, don't get me wrong. But I think the guy can can absolutely be a decent number two or three option on your offense. I think he can give us a boost like Cedric Wilson gave us a boost last year. Right. I really right. do. So. But then the other piece on the offense that is still they they kind of said it today is that it looks like Cooper Rush is going to be your backup. And I know there's a lot of people upset by that. They're going to give Will Greer a chance on Friday. I, I, don't, um, I don't understand it. I'm still... I'm part still of it's... Nervous. Look, and, and this is true for the Connor McGovern thing. This is true for any position on the Dallas Cowboys. They have told us for well over a decade now they like their guys. Yep. They have told us, uh, uh, showed us that money plays, right? Yep. If they pay a guy, that guy is playing. They have shown and told us all of this for over a decade. So it shouldn't surprise us that Cooper Rush, who's been here for a minute, yeah. is going would be the preferred, quote-unquote, I'm going to call him preferred, backup over Will Greer. Not because Will Greer isn't can't be serviceable not because they may keep three quarterbacks too right mm-hmm. but i think part of it well one guy can go to the practice squad yeah. right and you can maneuver things around but like what that whole thing means is it do they they probably don't see will greer as a massive upgrade over rush and rush knows dak rush knows the offense rush knows the coaches rush knows the schemes rush knows the you know the way Kellen probably wants to call a game. There's there's nuances to it that they like their guys, they trust their guys, they pay their guys. Here we are. And, and you gotta you gotta remember that they're probably also thinking like, look, if that goes down for an extended period of time, it won't matter if it's Cooper Rush or Will Greer. But if it's one or two games, hey, Rush did win us a game last year. Mm-hmm. That's probably their thinking in but the unknown of and look, I'm, he played I'm, really I'm well in that game. Like is, people want to, people want to slam Cooper Rush, but he played really well in that game, and and was a huge reason that team the team had a chance to uh, won that game. Like part, it wasn't like everybody else had to fill this gap of this crappy quarterback that was throwing you know four picks and like he played a solid game. Yeah, and I that's think, all you want out of your backup. I think the issue is that it's been clear that Will Greer has been the better quarterback out of the two throughout camp and throughout the game. Uh, well, Will Greer didn't get to play the first game, but he played the second game, and he was clearly better than than Rush, even though he came in after Rush. Um, and I think the frustration is with this team is, like you said, like we like our guys, money plays, and 
the best player doesn't always play or make the team one first. And right. it's frustrating to be well, honest. And, you know, and, and one of the things they probably will do, my guess is, is they will probably keep Greer cut Danucci, uh, bring Greer onto the practice squad. Mm-hmm. And so then that way they develop him. And if he becomes what they view as better or has a quote, maybe better understanding of the offense or whatever, that they just essentially switch the two, right? I, I don't, yeah. it, it's not a bad thing if you keep both, right? It gives you some options, especially it's hard to go long in some of these positions because of some of our depth needs. I it mean, is. We've talked about in the it past our, our issues with dips in some areas where we have to go long in those areas. Um, so it's hard to go long at a position like quarterback where honestly, like there's some positions where you're like, man, I really want to go four deep at tight end, or I want to really go four deep at running back. And you're like, how do I even work that out? And then you're like, Oh, now you're talking about keeping three quarterbacks. It makes it really difficult to crush the numbers, well, you know. Well, and then you know they could do the whole like you know handshake agreement that hey, Will Greer, we're going to cut you, we're going to bring you back as soon as we can for the practice I don't know, squad. Yeah, I'd have to look. I don't, I don't know his waiver eligibility if he has to go on waivers or not. Uh, remember, it's a four-year. I don't know. It's don't four know years. Um, I can look that up here in a second. Um, you know, so it's a four. So for those who don't understand. There's wave and then there's cut. Um, and so w- how that works is essentially if you have four years of um, NFL experience, when you are cut, you are released. Mm-hmm. And, there- and therefore, you are a free agent. Uh, no, he's he actually was... Uh, let's see. He has one year. So... Uh, let me make sure I'm telling you that right. It looks like he has one year. Um, yeah, he has one year. Okay. So he would be waived. He, he would be waived. Now, what that now, means? We could Cooper rush and have a handshake agreement with him to come back. Right. That would be the other way. So when somebody's waived. Essentially, what can happen is if it's before the four years, when they are waived, another team can place a claim into the waiver wire and acquire that player. Um, so you'll see teams will cut somebody that you're like, why would they cut that person? It's because they have a handshake agreement with that person to bring them back mm-hmm. um, afterwards so that they don't have to worry about another player getting picked up off of waivers because they can't control that as much as they can control the the little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, know what I mean, know what I mean, behind the you know, under and the that, table kind of thing. Yeah, and a lot of this has to do with roster manipulation because uh, say it, a, a guy's injured and he, you want to put him on IR with the designation to return. Uh, if you put him on IR before the final roster cuts, he's done for the year. He cannot return. He's done for the year. However, if he's on your final 53, then after the deadline's pass, you can put him on IR with a designation to return now you have a free roster spot and you can sign that guy who you had the handshake deal with saying, hey, we're going to resign you to the beginning of the Which is my guess what they'll probably do with James Washington. Yeah. It, it, you know, 
that would be my guess with somebody like that. So to give you an idea of who or how they would use that is they would do that for somebody like James Washington. They hold him. They say, okay, we're going to put you on IR with a designation to return. Therefore, they can stash him. And somebody like, I don't know, Dennis Houston, I, I, I think they'll keep him. But Dennis Houston, they say to him, hey, listen, this is what we're doing. You know, don't don't sign anywhere. Don't, you know, whatever. I know that's a waiver. I'm just saying yeah. if you were a cuttable, they would say, look, don't sign anywhere. Um, we'll bring you back. Okay. We're going to cut right. you handshake. Don't sign anywhere. You know, we're bringing you back tomorrow. Right. 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 So that's, that's how that works. Um, and, and look, you know, I, I hate to say it, but this is the Dallas Cowboys free agency. Um, yep. We've seen him do it in the past where they roster churn after the 53 cuts. Um, you know, they'll pick up a guy off of a, of a waiver wire. They'll grab a free agent, you know, a veteran. They'll bring back a guy that they once had that got signed to another team that they're like, oh, we've been waiting for that guy to get cut so we can bring him back. We've seen him do it all. So this is kind of, it's, it's funny, but this is really their free agency period. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not trying to be mean about, you know, Stephen Jones, but that's really what this is for them. Um, you know, cap boy, the cap space. Um, how many times have we heard him say that this year? There's only so, only so many pieces of pie, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's this isn't infinite pie, guys. No, it, it's just it's that's how they operate. That's how they want to run it. We can't stop it. We can't control it. We can't make them sign people. But this is how they we they've traditionally done it. So we're just going by historical context here, right? Like that's that's all we can base it off of. So that being said, we know the starters aren't going to play this Friday. Mm-hmm. We know that there's some shuffling that's going to happen. We know Will Will Greer will be your probably your starting quarterback. They might get Cooper in for a series or two. Yeah, I think uh, they but they want Cooper to play. Yeah, but really they're focusing on Will Greer. Yep. Now, sometimes, guys, remember when they focus on somebody. Let's say Champlin, Champlin gets a big chunk in game three. That doesn't necessarily mean they're looking to keep him. It could be that they know they just they can't go long in that spot. So they're allowing that guy to essentially audition for other teams. Mm-hmm. Right. So they will highlight guys. They'll let guys play. They'll let guys do certain things that you're like, why is that guy in there? It's so that they can potentially end up on somebody else's roster if they're cut. Right. So as we're looking at this game, there is still things to look for. Right. Um, There's still there's still some questions on the depth chart for running back. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Malik Davis makes it. Is he three? Is he four? You know, can Shamplin you know, make a name for himself enough to push for that fourth position. I don't think so, but they might bring him back on practice squad. Who knows, right? There's some wide receiver questions. Uh, I think we know the tight ends at this point. Offensive line still has to be shaken out. Um, you know, on defense, that secondary man, those corners. Look, Deron Bland, I said it. You heard me say it right here. I said he could push for CB3. Mm-hmm. Lewis was out. Who was CB3 today? Bland. So yeah. I'm assuming he's going to make the roster. Yeah. But there, there are now questions. Look, Mukuamu, Nation Wright, Kelvin Joseph, you know, they've, well, maybe not Kelvin so much, but the other two have 
flashed a little bit, right? I, I think they've kind of flashed a little here and there. Almost definitely flashed last last preseason game. Right, but th but then you see them sometimes in the first preseason game where you see them in practice, mm -hmm. and you're like, mm, yeah, I don't know, right? So I think they'll keep them, but like you know, there are questions of of how they're going to manipulate this depth because yeah. they may cut. Well, I I'm not going to. I won't go into that just yet. They may cut some surprising players. Let's just put it yeah. that way. Oh, yeah. uh, so. Linebacker depth, defensive line. You know, there there are some questions to the depth. One guy we have not heard from that everybody was excited for is Armstrong. Yeah, he's. I, I, don't, I don't think I've maybe heard his name once or twice this entire this entire training camp. And that's think. not just games. That's that's in practice too. And that's in practice too. Yeah. Like he just. Hopefully, they're just protecting him, and they're like, you know what, you're you're a number two guy. Who knows? But, but you'd still think he would flash and be like, wow, well, Armstrong made this play. Armstrong mm -hmm. that play. And I just haven't heard anything. If well, anything, we've heard more of Fowler. Yeah, I've heard than, of Fowler. You know, and and look, Fowler has had some issues too. Um, you know. Sam has had a little bit of issues. Like, you know, you saw that beautiful bull rush that he did where he pushed the tackle back. But yep. then what we've also seen is if that bull rush isn't there, he's struggling to recover a little bit yep. um, on the rush, not on. He did a great job on run defense when he got kind of yes. stymied and he very, came off of it. Unfortunately, right now he has very limited moves and he mm -hmm. has like zero counter moves. So the right. first move is the first move is fails him. He's he does he's got nothing right. He's got nothing except hey, let me just see if I can continue mm -hmm. to work and or hold the edge and and just yeah. hope yeah and just disengage when I need to. But look, it, he's I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying he needs to develop. He needs work. We, he needs we work. have to be patient yeah. with Sam Williams. The yes. potential is there. This explosiveness, the power, we've seen it. Yep. But you gotta have patience because you can't dominate in the NFL with just that. And I get it. People like to bring it up to me all the time. Oh, we hit eleven or so so sacks in the SEC. Look, guys, the best SEC team is going to lose against the worst NFL team. That's just <laughs> that big of a jump in competition. Right. So right. I get it. The talent is there. I know I've been critical of him in the past, but I mean I will happily admit. That the talent is there. The traits are there. He Seven just patients. has to develop them. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's the that's the thing with guys like that. Like you can we've seen them. We've seen them where they develop and you're like, that's the guy we thought he'd be. We've yep. also seen guys that for whatever reason they just cannot get that technique down mm -hmm. and they just become a bull rusher, right? Like in some ways, Anthony Spencer was kind of one of these guys. Yeah. He would flash where you're like, I think he's putting it together. He's finally kind of getting all the moves. And then we started calling him almost Anthony because he wasn't quite getting there. And then he just kind of left the league. Right. So, yeah. um, and I'm not saying yeah, Sam Williams is, yeah. 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 I'm not going to say Sam Williams is that I'm just saying as an example, you get guys like that where you're like, maybe no. And then you get guys who are like, maybe yes. Right. So, yeah. You know he's going to need some work, but you know Fowler, I probably your guy right now. He's flashed enough. Um, you know there is some signs where he, you know he's he's good, but maybe not everything that we thought he would be. But he's also good enough for what we want and need. So he, I think he's probably going to be our starter there. Uh, they're going to probably have to use Micah more 
uh, for pass rushing, I believe. Uh, just, you know, now they're getting better pressure up the middle, which is really refreshing. Mm-hmm. The size the size that they've added to some of these guys has helped. Yeah. Um, but these are things to look for in preseason game three, right? Like, what does that depth look like? Because, look, if Anthony Brown goes down, you are now talking Jordan Lewis, Deron Bland, and Diggs as your three corners. I, it's not god-awful, but it is not ideal, especially yeah. with the way they wanted Joseph to develop. Um, you know, and it so far, it just yeah. hasn't been yeah, that um, so, so those are like, what's your one big thing? Like what, what area are you focusing on for this game? Man, I, I, I don't want to keep repeating this, but it's still the offensive line depth. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta see more from me because he is on the ground way more than any offensive lineman should ever be on the ground. You know, so I have major concerns there if he's going to be our swing tackle. Well, let's go. I'm very interested to see his his development and his him play. Um, and in the guard, what are they doing at the, the guard uh, the guard in the, in the center positions with the backups? You know, um, they really like Farniak on the inside. He can play all three roles. Um, yes. McGovern can play both guards, so that's really good. They have really good – I think I like our depth on the inside. I really like our depth on the interior. The outside of the offensive line, I'm really concerned about. Like, we have some young guys that – who aren't just – who aren't there, you know. So, I, 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 I want to see what they do, and I think this is the game. I think this is the game where they're going to say, okay, ball, okay, well, let's go. Like you're back, well, let's go. Let's see what you can do out there. But if you guys can't show us something, we're probably going to have to go get a veteran tackle. That's what I'm hoping they're going to say. Like, mm-hmm. prove something, or we're going to have to go get a guy. Because right now, we need to go get a guy. And that, so that's I'm hoping they're looking for it, and that's what I'm looking for. How can these backup offensive tackles hold up? Um, in the in the in this last preseason game to prove like, hey, this is my spot and I can I can hold it down. Yeah, it this whole thing is going to be I think it's gonna be messy early. I, I think this offensive line is going to be a little messy early. Um and they're gonna have to figure it out, right? And and I think that's the thing I think that's the biggest question on everybody's mind is what is this because look, we believe in Dak. Yes. I would say 99.5% of the Cowboys fan base believes in Dak. Yeah. Most people, I would say, again, a good 99, 99.5% believe in C.D. Lamb as being your number one. Yeah. But if you can't protect Dak, none of that's going to matter. Yeah. Right? Like, it's going to be a lot of runs. It's going to be a lot of dump offs. And look, I think they're going to run more this year. I just have this this feeling in past years, yeah. Yeah, I just have this feeling because they've already said that they're going they want the running back three to get more snaps, right? Which means you're moving Pollard to potentially, you know, slots. You're, you know, potentially wearing these guys down a little bit and you need a third running back. I just 
I'm curious who who running back three and four will be. I'm a little curious about that. Um, if we you know, I yeah, I I. But at the end of the day, offensive line is probably still the biggest question on this team. Yeah, and and while you like the depth, okay, some of my issues on the interior line, not Zach Martin, um, yeah. is that in some ways we're playing our depth, and I say yeah. that right, like. Biotish would be a really good backup center. Oh, uh, yeah. I like the depth at interior of his line. I'm not completely sold on the starter outside right. of Martin. Yeah. Right. Which which is an odd thing to say. Like, mm-hmm. you know, McGovern and if Smith needs to develop, like, left guard is a question. But yeah. both are could be, right today, good depth pieces. Yes. Right? So, and look, we know... I am not a huge fan of McGovern, but he plays a role. And, you know, they're they're not, they don't have a fullback. Obviously, he's going to be your fullback for short yardage stuff. Um, you know, so offensive line is the biggest question. The other position I'm concerned about is cornerback. Um, again, I love Diggs. I have pounded the table for Anthony Brown. I have said it on this show that he is better mm-hmm. than people give realize, yeah. right? Like, I have been on the Anthony Brown train for a minute. I really like Deron Bland. I've, I know both of us were saying he's really, really solid. He's looked really good. The way he mm-hmm. attacks the run, the way he gets through trash, the way he, you know, covers the. I mean, his closing, he's doing great. Yeah. But cornerback depth is a concern to me. Yeah. All right. Um, so that being said, let's 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 talk a little bit about surprise cuts. Okay. So the reason I bring that right up is because it is likely, I wouldn't say likely, it is possible, it is possible that Kelvin Joseph could get cut. Yep, there has been rumblings about, not necessarily that, hey, he's going to get cut, but like, hey, you know, this is more of a possibility than you would have thought when camp started. And I'm not saying they're going to cut him. Please don't. Don't mistake what I'm saying here that they're going to cut him. But if I had to pick a surprise cut that would not surprise me, it would probably be Kelvin Joseph. So for you, who is your guy that it may be a surprise to everybody else, but to you, you'd be like, nope, not a surprise to me. My guy is Sean McEwen. Mm. And the reason I say Sean McEwen is because we know right now that Dalton Schultz is your tight end one. Mm-hmm. From all reports and the way it looks and the way they've been getting snaps in preseason games in practice, Jake Ferguson is your tight end too. He's already yep. supplanted uh, McEwen. He's your tight end too. So that leaves Sean McEwen and undrafted free agent Peyton Hendershot. And you think, well, it's probably McEwen, right? And on the pecking order right now, you would probably say, yeah, McEwen's ahead of him. He's probably listed as three and Pinner mm-hmm. shots maybe four. That's, I mean, most people would. However, if you look at it, McEwen is very, very similar type of tight end to Dalton Schultz and Jake Ferguson. They do the same things. They're kind of the same tight end type. So, why would you keep three of the same exact tight end? When Hendershot, on the other hand, is a field stretcher. He's more of the Blake Jarwin type of tight end. Mm-hmm. 
So you're looking at it and you have Dalton Schultz, who we know is on the franchise tag. He's making the team. Jake Ferguson's making the team. They just drafted him in the fourth round, and he's already showing to be really good. So why not let McEwen go and keep the young, talented guy who could stretch the field in Henderson? If you, mm-hmm. I mean, there are rumors, there are some people saying there's a possibility they can carry four tight ends, but as we have already talked about, there's a lot of positions that we might have to go deep at and yeah. tight end might not be the position that they go deep at because even though they have four talented guys on the roster right now. So my thinking is, is they say, hey, we have four guys, really talented guys, but we can only really keep three because that's just the way the numbers fall. I don't see a, I don't see a reason to keep McEwen over Henderson, in my opinion. I would say if they keep him, it would be because they do plan to run a ton of 12, of 12 personnel, right? One running back, two tight end, 12 personnel, or maybe even a 22 or something crazy. Yeah. And, and run more. Like, I think that, that would be a sign to me that they kept four tight ends for that reason. Yeah, that's a possibility. And that's how I see if they're going to keep four, they would do that. Um, but if they're deciding, hey, we can only keep three, don't be surprised if McEwen's the odd man out of that common in, in, in that in that equation. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's possible, you know, it, it is absolutely possible because we're you know we're probably gonna have to go long at offensive line. To be very honest, we're gonna have to probably go long there. Um, mm-hmm. And do they keep four running backs? You know, again, yeah. you keep four running backs. That's going to show me that you plan on running a lot. Um, you know, so we'll see how they play it. Who would be your surprise keep? I'm getting mixed like I'm getting mixed reviews on this guy. Some people like him. Some people obviously don't like him. I like him. I think he just keeps every time I watch practice. Every time I watch a game, he just seems to be around the ball. And that is Malik Jefferson, the linebacker. Mm. And I think that, you know, he could be a special teams guy. He could be that depth at linebacker. And he's going to be a surprise because he's at the bottom of the linebacker line. And he'd be your, like, 53rd player um, if he makes it. And uh, so – and the only reason I'm saying that is because you brought it up a little bit earlier. If we have to use Micah Parsons more as an edge rusher than as a typical off-the-ball linebacker, we need – we're going to – he's going to be listed as a linebacker. We're yeah. going to need a little bit more depth, and we might have to go one position longer at linebacker, knowing that hey, we're gonna have to, we're gonna be playing Mike a lot at at, def- at edge. So that's my thinking of a surprise. It'd be linebacker, and my guy would be Malik Jefferson. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I'm honestly gonna say my big surprise, and this is really gonna blow people's mind to Fua. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Right? Because what we know is, is that defensive end, if Dorrance hasn't been showing the way we hope he's been showing, right? I mean, what do you have? You have Lawrence Williams. Mm -hmm. You have Fowler Armstrong Golston. Now you got Basham Tafua and Tafua can kind of move around a little bit. They mm-hmm. love guys who can play multiple stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, 
And if they're looking to try to add more to the pass rush without having to use Micah, they could go long at a position. So Tafua is a surprise guy. It would surprise me if they keep him, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they they kept him. And I also wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on the practice squad. Yeah. Um, I think he's flashed just enough to warrant that consideration. Just, just no, enough. I agree. That's a good one right there. Right. Um, and, and he's cheap. Like, let's just be honest. He's cheap, yeah. right? Like, you know, it. sometimes that's the way it works, right? I think Marquise Bell probably makes it, oddly. Nice. Um, that's a good question um, that uh, Nick's uh, friend of the show, um, you guy Nick's, posted on um, Twitter. And sorry to kind of go off, off base here, but he posted... How many undrafted free agents do you think makes the final 53? Like one, two, or three or more? I think we got at least three. Yeah. Three. I could even see four. I depending, could Depending where they go long at. Right. Yeah. And, and and part of that's just because you don't have anything else there. Yeah. Right. Like, let's be honest. You know, you, you kind of went light at safety. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it is not against the thing that Bell would make it, right? You kind of went a little light there. We know linebacker is a little thin, right? Mm-hmm. So y- you may go a little heavier there, like an offensive line, of course. So it is possible for Malik Davis, Aaron Champlin. Yeah. One of those guys is going to probably make it at least, at least one of them. And Dennis Houston is an undrafted guy that we're very confident is probably going to make this team at wide receiver. And we already know, and look, we call him a free agent. Essentially, he was an undrafted free agent. Turpin. Turpin, yeah. Absolutely. Right? Essentially, I mean, he never, he wasn't drafted. He's a, he, it's his rookie year. This is his rookie year. So, he's an undrafted free agent rookie. He played in like Europe or something, and then he went to the USFL. And like, mm-hmm. you know, so he's kind of was an undrafted free agent himself. Yep. So we already know there's going to be at least three. Yep. So is it? Four or five, who knows? Yeah. And look, if I they're if they're another one. <laughs> and if they're truly saying they're saving money for next year, there's no better way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So for the last couple of minutes here, um, look, college football starting. Yep. We, I want to I want to hit the draft really quick. Um, what if if you had to focus on a position to watch for the Dallas Cowboys for next year? What position in college this year are you like? I want to watch these this group, and if you can name a guy, great. Um, I know you're I know you're on your way to class, so you may not have all your stuff pulled up. Um, if you got somebody off the top of your head, but what position are you saying this is where the Cowboys need to look? And do you have a guy in that position? The position for me would be cornerback, one hundred percent. Cornerback, I think Allen and Lewis are both in their last year of their contract. That's correct, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't re-sign in Brown and Lewis, then you're going to need to replace them, right? So there's a there, you know, you you have that big question mark on what is the secondary going to look like next year, right? Mm-hmm. And I think. Jordan Lewis probably wants um, Brown. Maybe I hope I don't know. Dep- it depends on the um, the year and what they offer him. You know that we all know that Stephen Jones likes to be cheap. 
So you might have a, a shaking out of the, uh, the the secondary. And remember, Diggs will be going into the last year of his contract next year. Which so, they've said they want to use some of the money to sign him. Exactly. So are you going to re-sign Diggs and Anthony Brown in the same offseason? You know, it, there's there's a lot of questions. Um, so obviously there's there, there are some guys right now who you could look at. Um, guys like Keely Ringo out of Georgia. So I'm going to stop you real quick. I'm going to stop you real quick. Mm -hmm. So DraftWire USA Today Mm -hmm. did a two-round mock draft, okay? Okay. Now, this mock draft came out August 22nd. That is the guy they have the Cowboys picking. Ringo? Ringo. That is a really good pick. I mean, he would be my cornerback one right now going into this college football season. Um, You also have guys like Eli Ricks or Cam Smith. Um, oh, I think I think Eli is your number one. That's just me right you, now. You like Eli? Eli uh, yeah, it, it's it's hard. I mean, Eli Ricks is legitimate out of Alabama. If you don't know, these are guys you need to watch. Just I'm just letting you know these are guys you need to watch this college season for potential Cowboys picks because I think cornerback is going to be a top target in the in in the first round. You could also go offensive line again depending on how an offensive line looks this year. But right now, as I see here today, knowing the contract situation of these players, uh, I'm going to go cornerback. Nice. So, yeah, Ringo Hicks. The other name that's out there, um, and I'm going to say it only because Micah Parsons, Joey Porter Jr. Mm. Out of Penn State, right? I think he's probably going to be in your mix for your top three or four corners. Um I don't know where he falls in that because, I mean, there's some other guys out there that are, you know, we'll see how the pl- season plays out. But I, those are definitely names to watch. And I agree. I think corner is definitely one to watch. Uh, Clark Phillips out of Utah, mm-hmm. uh, Forbes out of Mississippi State. Those are all guys that just kind of keep an eye on. For me, it's going to be offensive tackle. I, th- I think yeah. they're at the point now where they're at the point of no return. They They know... They love Tyron. We all love Tyron, but he just cannot fully stay healthy, right? And I think it's time that they realize, okay, we need to do something here. Um, now, I said it last week, or I, maybe it was the week, one of the previous ones. Um, you know, I w- I really like the dude out of Ohio State, right? I I love him. Like, give me him all day. Give me Paris Johnson all day. Yeah. I'm going to tell you now, Paris Johnson will, unless we absolutely, this season blows up on us, mm-hmm. he will not be in reach. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm going to tell you now that guy's going top 10. Barring injury, you know, you have the Northwestern guy who I told you about, Skoronsky. Um, I think he's an absolute possibility. He may go up a little high this year. Um, so somewhere around, if the Cowboys pick anywhere I from really about. really like Skoronsky. <laughs> I, I told yeah. you, didn't I? Yeah, I told you. I've been looking at him a little bit since you mentioned him, man. And I'm like, okay, this this guy right here, man. But he may not be there. Yeah. Right? Like, he not. may not be there. Like, I, I was trying to tell you this guy is a name to watch. Um, but, you know, if, if they're in the back half of the 20s, right? Let's say anywhere from about 22 to about 32. Um, mm-hmm. A name to watch is Jalen Duncan okay. uh, out of Maryland. This dude, okay, this dude is a monster, okay, an absolute 
Freak of Nature Monster. So if you have not seen this guy yet, I suggest you go look up Jalen Duncan. Okay. Um, I will give you I will give you just a small, small taste of what this guy is. He is about six foot six. I've seen ranges from about 300 to about 310, 315. Mm-hmm. Okay. This dude is an absolute load to move. He kicks out well. He moves his feet well. Um, he is a he is an absolute guide. And by the way, he plays left side for Maryland. Right. So you're talking about a, a you know a potential. I mean, he plays the left side. My guess is he's going to potentially be there. Um, and then, of course, Ohio State does have another offensive tackle, um, but I, you know, I don't think he's really so much a left tackle unless they absolutely love um, want to move Steele next year. Uh, Dewan Jones, uh, Dewan Jones again is another just mauling guy. He might be a guard because he's just so massive of a dude, um, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, he plays right tackle. Um, I don't know if he's going to be a left tackle, but man, I'm telling you. Jalen Duncan might be that guy. So I'm going to go Jalen Duncan, uh, offensive tackle out of Maryland. Uh, if the other two guys that we've mentioned, Skaronsky, man, I, t- I low-key, I'm excited for Skaronsky this year, man. I hate to say I'm excited for an offensive lineman, but man, that guy is a mauler, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he really is. All right, so Mr. Joseph Massey, sir. Where can we find you? Oh, yeah. I've got some big news, some great news. If you're on Twitter, find me at the J.A. Massey. It's at the J.A. Massey. Um, also, Pick, Pick, Pick 6 Sports Media is starting. It is launching. We're, I mean, they've, we've already had shows, but I'm getting involved now. Um, I am going to have a new live show every Thursday at midday, so it's going to be a midday lunch hour show from 11.45 to 12.45 every Thursday. That will be launching on September 1st, so not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow, every Thursday from 11.45 to 12.45. I'm going to be doing that live show with Camber. Uh, if you follow her on Twitter as well, at too much Camber, too underscore much underscore Camber, I believe it is. Um, and, and it's T O O. T O O. Yes. yes. Two, not the number two, but T O O underscore much underscore camber. Um, uh, actually, it's T O O underscore much camber. Much camber. Okay. No underscore between the much and camber. I apologize, camber. We love Cam. Yes. Shout out to Cam. Um, so great. She does. She's great. She's awesome. So I'm going to be doing that show with her. And then also, the Pick Six Media website is going to be launching in the next couple of days. I will have an article, one of the first, the, the first article posted up there, um, as I am going to be resume my writing on the Dallas Cowboys. So that will be launching. I will post that um, once it gets to on Twitter. You can see a sample. Uh, if you go to my Twitter page, you can see a sample of what the website's going to look like. Um, great stuff. Great stuff coming out from there. So please follow and uh, check it out. Yes. Uh, and of course, you can find me at Fansided at Sports DFW, along with our man Stevie. Um, and of course, our friend Reed. 
And then uh, Adithya as well is on there. Uh, I never bring him up. I need to bring him up, Adithya. <laughs> he's he's out there. Uh, shout outs to him and Donnell Kearney, uh, Dink, if you don't follow him. Uh, he's also a comedian, has an Amazon special. He's been in some movies. Uh, so if you don't follow Dink, he's a great follow. He's hilarious. Uh, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at Dan underscore Rupert, R-U-P-P-E-R-T. Um, and look, guys, we're, we have fun with this, you know, Hopefully you guys are all safe. The school year has started. Hope the kids are safe. Um, I do want to share a quick story if I have two minutes here. Yeah. So my grandson um, started school and his mom gets a call uh, last Friday, gets a call from um, this teacher and said, hey, listen, um, your son got in trouble, but he didn't get in trouble, which matched up to the story of my grandson telling my stepdaughter um, hey, I got in trouble, but I didn't get in trouble. He uh, he watched a boy bullying a girl. He The guy pushed the girl. My grandson ran over and knocked the kid on his butt. Right. So, of course, the teacher's like, I ha- we, we meditated, we made up, blah, blah, blah. But I couldn't really be mad at him for doing the right thing. Yep. So, fast forward to Monday. Um and uh, it, my stepdaughter has a friend who has an, a clothing line that they've made. And it looks, it, it's a red block, kind of looks like the Supreme logo. Um, and my grandson wore a shirt from that brand to school on Monday. And in the red brick, a block, it says, respect women. Awesome. Rocks it rolling into school on Monday. The teacher applauded, thought it was like the greatest thing. So here my grandson is after he beats up this bully wearing a shirt that just says respect women right there in class for this kid to see. Um, It was a very proud grandpa moment. I know that we're all proud of him uh, raising the boy right. So I just kind of wanted to share a fun story for you guys uh, that my grandson protecting women. Uh, and and standing up to bullies, gotta love it. Gotta love definitely, it. Definitely, does. definitely love it. Definitely so. Raising the kids right and teaching them the right values—it's always a good thing. Yep, yep. And and you know, he has uh, some some now insta brothers, um, and they have all been taught the same thing um, by their dad and by my stepdaughter, by me, by you know um, my my stepson. Um, we have my my wife, we've all taught them the same thing and it, it's just, we're proud to see it. So yeah, it was a fun story. I, I, it kind of made me smile, uh, but there, there is a brand out there. Um, it is RW brand, I believe. Uh, and it's respect women. So it's kind of neat. Nice. So yeah. So, all right guys. Well, hopefully you guys are good. Joseph, good luck at school. Cause I know you're, you're yeah. doing your law thing. Absolutely. Um, and if you guys need us, hit us up. Other than that, we'll catch you on the flip.